That music is an invitation, an invitation to sit up and join me as we look into God's Word. This isn't your parents' Bible study or some pre-printed material from your denomination. Each episode, we tear into God's letter to humanity to see what would God have us know about Himself, about the world around us, and about ourselves. I am Brother Mitchell from the Discipleship Center, and you are listening to the TDC Podcast. Last time we were together, we started talking about the fifth test, but let's review the test we've covered so far. The first test was, how do you respond to trials? And we talked about counting it all joy, asking for wisdom, trials being the equalizer, and trials and temptations. The second test, how do you respond to God's word? And we talked about putting away anger and being doers of the word instead of just hearers. Third test was, are you partial or prejudiced? The fourth test was, does your deeds match your faith? And the fifth one that we're in the middle of now is, does your words match your faith? So last time we talked about the responsibility of pastors and teachers and what we say, but today I want to finish the section on our words, which includes everyone. The text is James chapter 3, starting in verse 5. It says, So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. And the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird of reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind, But no human being can tame the tongue. It's a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth came blessings and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives, or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambitions in your heart, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere, and a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Anyone in here ever say something that they later regretted? Maybe told a lie about someone or something because you were whipping up a good story? Maybe said something bad about someone you don't like. Maybe ran off at the mouth a little too long because you were mad about something. Maybe you got on the bus and told everybody that Pastor Ed and Pastor Mitchell were some sorry, no good so-and-sos. We use a phrase that sums this thought up. Don't let your mouth write a check that your butt can't cash. Our words can be a blessing to those in need and the people we come in contact with every day. Or... They can be used to tear people down and cause other people to think bad of them and to not associate with them. The passage talks about being able to tame or control all kinds of animals, but the tongue can't be tamed. Well, why is this? It's the same reason that we can't keep the law. It's easier to train a lion or an elephant 
than it is to train a rebellious heart to follow God. For the most part, our desire is to make ourselves satisfied or happy. The things you say are a reflection of the things you think about inside. You can put on a good mask for a little while, but eventually you'll be tired of putting on a show and then all the things inside will come out in your actions and in your words. I've seen people come into our shelter and they sit down in the chair all cockeyed and screw their face up like they're sucking on a lemon. They aren't grateful for anything and they don't ever have anything good to say and eventually they curse us out and they get bounced out of here like a 25 cent vending machine bouncy ball. Why is this? It's because inside they hate God. They hate God's people. They hate God's places. But it's God and God's people who give them a place to stay, food to eat, and direction to try to get their life back on track. But for all the good we want to do them, we can't soften a heart that's hard and set against God. Many times I refer back to Galatians chapter 5 as a test to see where we're really at. But the whole book of James is filled with these tests as well. At the end of this passage, we tie this matter of the heart and how you speak back to wisdom. It says, if you have bitterness, jealousy, selfish ambition in your heart, it will come out as boasting, lying, disorder, and every vile practice. Well, where does this come from? This is man's wisdom, earthly wisdom, demonic wisdom, and there's nothing godly about it. In contrast, those who have wisdom from God's word will be pure, peaceful, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy, producing good fruits, impartial and sincere. For people that live in the wisdom of God's word, they will produce a harvest of righteousness that is sown in peace by those that make peace. In other words, the pattern of their life will continue to produce righteousness and peace. Now, some of you are continually running your mouth and always getting yourself into trouble. It's so hard to control your mouth, just like it's so hard to control your life. And why is this? Well, it could be because you haven't repented of your sins yet and started following Jesus. So what are you left with? You follow whatever you want to do at the moment and you end up getting yourself deeper into sins. You do whatever seems fun or exciting at the moment and you end up getting into more trouble. Whatever it is that feels good, you chase after that and end up unfulfilled time and time again. You know what you need to do to be saved, but up till now you've decided that I haven't had enough sin in my life yet. I haven't had enough trouble in my life yet. I haven't had enough fun yet. I haven't tried everything I think I want yet. I haven't died yet. So you keep going your own way and seeing the same results. Or perhaps today is the day you finally had enough of trying to live your life by yourself. And it's time to ask God for forgiveness and turn your life over to Him. If you want to know more about this repentance and salvation we keep talking about, head on over to my website, click on that button about salvation, and read about how you can be saved too. The Discipleship Center and its subsidiaries, TDC Aquaponics and TDC Farm, are a registered 501c3 charity serving in the not-so-beautiful city of Kekakee and its surroundings. Have you or a loved one been struggling with substance abuse, chronic unemployment, need some work experience after a recent incarceration, or just failed to move on to a more productive phase of life? There is hope just around the corner with the Discipleship Center, where every life matters and we strive to fulfill the Great Commission one life at a time. Check us out on the web at www.discipleshipctr.org today.